Welcome to Northgate Christian Fellowship's weekly message series. And now, here is Pastor Larry Davis. So, uh, as we said uh, earlier, uh, we are in a series uh, called From This Day Forward, about five commitments to help fail-proof your relationships and your marriage. And today, uh, we're going to be talking about fighting fair and what that looks like. Um, how many of you guys have ever had a fight with someone that you're in a relationship with? Friend or anything, yeah. How many of you guys are married? How many of you guys have had a fight in your marriage? All right. So, this is really, How many of you guys had a fight on the way here? <laughs> a couple of you guys. So, anybody sitting alone? I just want to make sure you guys are okay. I'm glad you're here. Uh, hey, so all, all, everyone fights. All couples fights. We're, we're sinners. We hurt people. We make mistakes. Um, we uh, we uh, just hurt people, and, uh, and it causes uh, fights. But this is the deal. Healthy couples fight clean, and unhealthy couples fight dirty. Um, you, they get out their swords and knives, and they know just how to poke someone the right way. Um, healthy couples work towards resolution, and unhealthy couples um, work towards victory. How many of my victory folks are in here today? Don't want to admit it. Come on. You're the victorious one. Uh, those are the people that always got to get the last word in, like, and just drop the mic and walk away. And yep, I just said that to end it because I'm going to win. I'm going to check it off my list because I was right and you were wrong. Um, it says, I love this, and uh, the Bible's full of tons of wisdom. In Proverbs, verse 27, 15, it says, a quarrelsome wife is like a constant dripping on a rainy day. Amen, guys, huh? Yeah? Do you afraid to amen that one? Or <laughs> it's the truth. A quarrelsome wife is like a constant dripping on a rainy day. Or how about this one? It's better to have severe hemorrhoids than to live with the husband who's a jerk. Yeah, amen, ladies? That's good. That one's from Second Larry 4.2. It's, uh, it's not really in the Bible, but something like that probably should be. We'll find something uh, later. So we're in these five commitments, and I want to go over them and review them with you guys, and we're going to actually repeat them back in just a second because it's things that we want to remember if we're going to make a commitment uh, to fighting fair and to um, having these commitments to have a healthy relationship and marriage. The first thing is last week, Pastor Ken shared with us that we need to seek God. That's the first thing we want to do is surrender to God and seek God, seek Him as our number one, and that helps us with number two in our life and three and four and on down the road. And one thing that I want to challenge you or encourage you to do if you're not doing this is to seek God daily um, together. You and your number two seek number one together every day. And that's done by praying together. Some of you guys do that. Some of you guys have never done that. Uh, it's um, something that makes a huge difference in your own relationships when you're seeking God together together. Um, and, and united in that. It uh, can be awkward for me and you guys too. That will stop a fight most times in the middle of it if you're like, hey, let's just pray. <laughs> and you're like, what? No. <laughs> so just uh, try that one this week. Uh, give it a shot. Some of you guys just in your relationships, a good friend of yours, when was the last time that you were hanging out and on a regular basis, you're like, hey, let's just pray for each other and seek God together. The second commitment is to fight fair. Uh, pretty much no one raised their hands when I asked if everyone ever felt like they were in a fair fight. So we're going to uh, get into that one today and learn that the Bible has some really strong principles on how to fight fair and you can actually do it and that you should make that important. The third one is to have fun. We should always have fun in relationships and next week we'll talk about having a little fun. So I'm looking forward to having fun with you next week. Number four is to stay pure and number five is to never give up. 
uh, you don't ever want to give up. That's a commitment that is uh, really important for you to make. And so we're going to say them all back together. Are you ready for this? The first commitment is to seek God. You can do a little. Uh, there's a lot of you in here. We can, God, we're going to seek you more than that. Okay, the first one is to seek God. There you go. Yeah, and to fight. Yeah. And to have. Fun. To stay. Yeah. And to never. That's right. Those are the five commitments. We're going to go over those every week because uh, we want to make sure they're important. But today, uh, we're going to go in the book of James. It's in the New Testament. Um, this is a fairly common verse uh, that you may have heard. You maybe didn't even know it was from the Bible. Uh, you may have seen it on like a Facebook. You may have heard someone else tell you it as just wise wisdom. But this is God's wisdom from his word in James. And it comes from James 1, 19 through 20. And that is, everyone should be quick to listen Pay attention, the word is listen, not hear. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For a man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. And so today we're going to talk about God's rules for fighting fair. I'll tell you what, uh, my wife and I have been married for nine and a half years. Uh, We have three children and we love to fight. (laughs) I mean, we're pretty good at it. We were like in the morning, it's like, oh, yeah, let's fight about something. You were making like snoring last night and get me up all night and fight about that. And at night, we like to fight and like we like get into it. And the, we have uh, our youngest is two. We're teaching them good. We have a five-year-old son we adopted from Ethiopia. We have a seven-year-old daughter. So like it's just girls and guys versus each other is awesome. And like I've always wanted, I was like, this is like totally normal and I, I finally got some affirmation. I was watching a movie. <laughs> what do you know? Uh, yeah, movies are totally real. And so uh, I was watching a movie. I was like, that's us. That's totally us. So hopefully you guys can relate. Check this out. You ain't as bad as you're cooking, sweetheart. That's saying something. So totally real, right? Who else does that? No? Nobody? Yeah, that's not real. I, the only, I mean, that's a good reason for a kitchen remodel, so be careful. The only time you see that stuff is like on cops, and you're like, what? This is crazy. This isn't real. Hey, so this is the God's rules for fighting fair. The first one, I, I, you guys have some fill-ins there, is uh, to stop and listen carefully. Again, focus on the word listen um, carefully. It says uh, in James 1.19, everyone should be quick to listen, James 1.19, uh, not hear. Many times we find ourselves in uh, conversation or in fighting or in arguments that we're really good at hearing uh, what's happening, but we're not very good at listening to what's going on. There's many times maybe I'm involved in a text conversation or I'm watching something or I'm just got my nothing box out and I'm in my own world. Many of you guys know about that. And uh, what happens is my wife is talking to me. I can hear her 
uh, but I don't have, I'm not listening to her. And so then suddenly there's a question like, so what do you think? And I'm like, yeah, w- wait, what did say that one more time? And then in starts an argument or a frustration. Um, a lot of times what happens is, is we start waiting for our turn to talk. We're hearing that person, but we're just waiting for them to shut up uh, so we can talk and tell them what we really think and what the real answer is. It says this in Proverbs 18.2, a fool finds no pleasure in understanding, but delights in airing his own opinion. Uh, we need to understand why uh, uh, the person that we're talking with feels the way that they feel. Uh, that's a, a really important thing to do. Some of you guys may have heard this before. It's okay to not agree, but you need to at least come to an understanding. Hey, I don't necessarily agree that this is what we're going to do, but I understand how you feel and why you feel that way. That is extremely important to do. And we can do that a lot of times by repeating back what someone has said. We're showing them that we're listening to them by repeating back. Let me tell you what I heard you just say and then allow them again the opportunity to respond, to clarify, so then you can come up with your own response rather than just not paying attention and just hearing noise and waiting to tell them what you really think and what it really is all about. So you need to focus on that. The second one, you need to guard your words faithfully. Guard your words faithfully. It says, James 1.19, everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. That's the tough one. Uh, this should be a life verse for many of us. It's, it comes from Proverbs 21, 23. Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you will stay out of trouble. Amen? Yeah. How many of you guys have gotten into trouble from that one? You open your mouth. Up. Yeah, I'm one of those guys. I open my mouth uh, way too quick and I have to remember to keep my mouth shut and it'll keep me out of trouble most of the time. There's two things you should do. You should ask yourself these two questions. The first one is, first, should it be said... So first, ask yourself, this will, this will uh, cause a lot of problems that you're about to have. <laughs> a lot of times you know what you're about to create, and you have to ask yourself, should this be said? And secondly, you should ask, should this be said now? <laughs> Is this the appropriate time to bring this up? Some things are better to discuss in non-conflict times. Uh, it's not okay like when you're in the car and, you know, you're the driver and your spouse or whoever is the navigator, it's, everyone knows that that is your job, and you mess up and you're like, oh, we went the wrong way. That's your job. You're supposed to be navigating. And then you decide, hey, we've kind of gotten into the kiddie pool of an argument. Let's just jump in the deep end and talk about whatever else I think about you. Uh, that isn't good. We do that too much. So you have to not bring up conflict or other things, and um, you want to discuss those in non-conflict times. In some ways that I've done that is, um, you can call it a three and three or whatever you want to call it, but some things that we use is, um, it's three ways that I'm a blessing and three ways that I can be a blessing. And so I'll have a conversation with my wife like, hey, thank you so much for uh, taking care of the kids, or hey, you did the laundry, you put away the dishes, I really appreciate that, and I know you work hard, I love you. Um, Those are the things that you are blessing me by, but here's a way you can bless me, and here's the thing that's kind of frustrating me, or a ways you can help. And it kind of sets the tone then for you to bring up conflict and non-conflict times to be able to come up with a quick and easy resolution. Another example is, you know, my wife will say to me, hey, thanks for taking the kids to school this morning, I saw you uh, took out the garbage, and you're really tired today, and you work for our family, and thanks for working for our family and providing for us. But here's a way that you can bless me is I, I could really use five minutes. I know you're tired when you get home, um, but I really just want to get the kids through the bath. And if we do it as a team, it'll take five minutes to go ahead and get them through the bath. 
um, and we can do that together. Instead of bringing it up during a conflict time of like, you never helped me, and like, I always have to do everything by myself, and you can bring it up in those types of moments where it's like, okay, I understand now uh, what I do for you, that's awesome, and now I know what you need from me, uh, and you're going to have much more success. A couple things you want to do to guard your words faithfully is this. These are some nevers. The first thing you want to do, not do in the midst of conflict is never call names. It just doesn't do anything good for anyone. You could tell them that they're brilliant. <laughs> You're brilliant. It's not going to go well. You can tell them that they're an idiot. It's not going to go well. Don't call names. Don't ever call someone any kind of face hole. It doesn't work because they'll get upset and they'll be like, stop talking about the hole in my face. That's not okay. It's making me mad. So don't call names. Never call names. Number two, never raise your voice. It never helps. All of a sudden, why are we yelling? It, I can hear you just fine. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't help anything. Um, what happens is the neighbors then hear it and they start to call you names. Uh, and you don't need or want that. Um, but raising your voice doesn't do anything except make the other person raise their voice because suddenly it's tough to hear and we feel like it'll work better and it's not good. So don't do that. Uh, number three, never get historical. Yeah, I said that one right. Not hysterical. It's historical on purpose. Don't talk about the past. Don't talk about, well, five years ago. You've done this like five years ago or, or last week, this is what you did. You're not allowing any room for any kind of trust to be rebuilt or faith to be rebuilt or grace in those situations. Don't get historical. It doesn't do anything for you. Let's move forward with where we're at now and today. Number four, never say never or always. It, that's what we tend to do that a lot. We'll just throw big words like you never and you always and this always happens and this never happens or, and that's never and always never a good word to use because it's dramatic and it's extreme and it makes people think like, whoa, that's like, that was harsh. Um, <laughs> never, never, no, never threaten divorce. It's a low blow. Uh, it's not needed. It's inappropriate, uh, and I'm being serious. It's no reason to do it. Um, it's uh, statistically found that more often um, that when divorce is brought up, uh, especially with married people, um, that uh, it can happen if you've brought it up once. That if, if it's been brought up as a threat, it's more likely to happen in the midst of your marriage. And so don't bring it up. It, it adds questions that shouldn't be there. Usually it's not a part of the conflict. And it's definitely not a part of the resolution in a fair fight. So never threaten divorce. And lastly, um, never quote your pastor during a fight. <laughs> leave, leave us out of it. <laughs> I mean, you can bring it up every once in a while. I'll be like, hey, Larry said this. That's fine and good. But don't start fighting about what is. That is not what he meant. I, there's so many times I'm talking to people and I gave them, you know, a couple little tidbits and they come to me and they're like, yeah, I was telling them that you said this. And I was like, whoa, you dug yourself in, you dug yourself out, buddy. I am not a part of this. Don't quote me right now. Man, that's going to be ugly. All right. So uh, the next one here is uh, handle your anger righteously. Handle your anger righteously. Some, for some of us, this is a really tough one to do. Uh, it says in James 1.19, everyone should be quick to listen. Yeah, we've said this a couple times. Quick to and slow to and slow to become angry. Um, it says in Ephesians 4.26-27, in your anger do not sin. 
Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Uh, it doesn't matter how late it is. This has been a, a really uh, important, good thing for my wife and I and my friends, my relationships with really anyone is to not let the sun go down on our anger. It is that important. The heart softens as the evening goes on. Um, there has uh, been many a times that it has been a late night. Uh, Jesse Peterson, he's been my best friend for 15 years, and uh, we'll get into it. And uh, I can count numerous times, and our wives can both affirm to this, that there has been many a times where we've had to say, hey, I'm coming over or you're coming over to my house at like 11 o'clock or midnight, and we're going to finish hashing this out. We'll sit on the couch or around a bonfire and do a checkup and be like, what's going on? We're going to work this out. We're not going to let the sun go down on our anger. Uh, my wife and I, we have, you know, our different ways of, of dealing with our righteous anger. My wife is a, uh, at that, those times, a crier, and it freaks me out. I'm like, stop crying. You're freaking me out. I don't even feel like I can, like, I don't even know what's happening right now. And uh, she's also then wants to talk through while she's crying and, like, talk process in that moment. And I get panicked and freaked out, and I need space um, to process and figure out what to say so I don't get myself in trouble and uh, say something that is righteous and work through this towards a resolution and not work to win but to heal when we confront one another. And um, what I need to do is uh, there's many times that I'll just go for a drive. Right? I'm just going to go drive around the corner and just kind of uh, take a deep breath and process this. And uh, it's good that you explain those things and you need to give that grace to each other and understand how you work because she knows I'm not leaving her. She knows I'm going for a drive and I'm going to come back and then we're going to work through it. We'll be able to be close again. Um, some of you guys may know the back-to-back in bed. You've experienced that one, like where you're so far on the edge, you could fit another bed in between the two of you. <laughs> and you probably have different roles. Like my wife's role is like the, I'm going to make you think I'm dead. Uh, I'm not going to breathe. I'm not going to make a noise. I'm like, are you breathing? Uh, just like so quiet, and uh, I'm like the, I'm the huffer and puffer. I'm like the, uh, like the flop around, uh, right? And you don't go into enemy territory. Like if your foot even gets close to that side, like no, there is no toe tonight. Get your toe out of this area. We are, we are in a fight, right? So <laughs> you have to handle your, righteous ang- uh, your, your anger righteously. And that doesn't mean sleeping on the couch. That means don't, don't let the sun go down on it. I'm not kidding. Uh, this whole go sleep on the couch or sleep it off is a bunch of junk. I'm just, you've, heard it, you've seen it in the movies and that's like what you think you're supposed to do. That's not how you fix and handle a relationship. I don't care if you stay up all night. It's that important. You're not going to sleep it off and feel better in the morning. You're just not. Uh, you can be a grown-up. And uh, seek number one before you deal with number two and work it out. It doesn't mean you can't go to the couch in the other room and process and think, but invite then your spouse or whoever out there or go back and start to work through it. Sometimes working through it just means I'm going to go and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be back to back. Uh, I'm going to snuggle up next to you and you're going to know it's okay, right? So handle our anger righteously. And the last thing I want to give you guys is four signs that you aren't fighting fair. And I don't want to uh, leave today without acknowledging that the scope of the people in this room and the things that we fight about are immense and they're huge. Uh, you know, some of us are fighting about that you leave your socks on the floor all the time um, to the, uh, you, you know, you gave me wrong directions 
in navigating or, you know, you forgot to pick me up from work. <laughs> That's a big one. Never mind. <laughs> it was only an hour. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, the scope goes all the way to, you know, you have um, uh, infidelity in your marriage or uh, major lies or abuse that have broken trust. And there's a lot of hurt and there needs to be healing. So I don't want to leave today without acknowledging that the things that you're dealing with and that we're dealing with in this community or the people you know are very big. They're very big. And um, uh, we're going to talk about in a moment how, how Christ can heal those things. But the first thing you're doing um, that shows that you aren't fighting fair, and if any of these are you or someone you know, this is like a flag to say, hey, let's, let's actually focus and work on this and maybe talk to someone. And we have resources. I can be a resource. The church can be a resource um, to help you. But that first one is criticizing. Uh, criticizing is the first sign that you aren't fighting fair. Criticizing is different than complaining. Complaining is an example is that, uh, you know, hey, you said you were going to get gas on the way home and you didn't. That's frustrating to me because it messed up the plan. That's complaining. You didn't do this. That's irritating to me. That's different than um, criticizing. Criticizing is um, you, you said you were going to get gas. You never keep your word. You never do what you said you were going to do. It attacks um, the person's character and personality. The second one is contempt. It's composed of a set of behaviors that communicate disgust, which includes and not limited to sneering, sarcasm, name-calling, eye-rolling, mocking, uh, hostile humor. Um, it's primarily trans, uh, transmitted through um, something called body language. <laughs> we're really keen on that when we're in a fight. Uh, suddenly like, well, what did you just do? I just saw that, and you're like, I don't even know what I did. I didn't know I fluttered. <laughs> so uh, contempt, um, it's, uh, you want to be careful with that. The other one is defensiveness. Um, it conveys the message that the problem's not me, it's you. Uh, it doesn't matter who threw the first stone, friends. Um, you played a part in this, and it's a sign that we're not fighting fair when we're just defensive the whole time. It says, you're the one that needs to get help. You're the one that needs to go to counseling. Uh, you're the one that is the problem. You're the one who created this issue. And you become defensive of, I'm not the problem. You fix you. And then maybe we can hang out and be us. Uh, that is uh, not fighting fair. That is an issue. And the last one is stonewalling. Um, stonewalling is an aggressive, uh, hurtful uh, thing that I see happen many, many times. And it's a huge red flag. Um, that's where violent fights not as violent as we watch, but violent fights out of nowhere break out for no reason. And uh, there's just a lot of hurt going there. And it means that someone is completely then tuning out or shutting down. You just don't care. I just don't care. Whatever. I don't care. And then suddenly you'll break into uh, another fight where criticism and contempt lead to defensiveness and then eventually on to stonewalling. I want to encourage you friends to not react in emotion, but respond in the spirit. And when you're confronting each other, um, fighting fair, when you confront, you want to heal, and you never want to do it to win. It says in 1 Peter 3, 8 through 10, finally, all of you, live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic. Love as brothers. Be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessing, because to this you are called so that you may inherit a blessing. Wouldn't that be nice? I'll tell you, friends, that with Christ, all things are possible. With Christ, any marriage can be healed.
And with Christ, your marriage can be healed. Uh, Let's make a commitment to seek God and to fight fair. Would you bow your heads? Thank you for listening to this week's message. We trust that you'll join us again soon for another uplifting message from Northgate Christian Fellowship located in Benicia, California.